The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Pastor Murray, good afternoon. Welcome to Man in Line on Match Radio. Well, I was supposed to be with you on Monday of this week. Unfortunately, somebody cancelled all the boats. And unfortunately, I was only able to get here in the very early hours of this morning. So, a lot of catching up to do. You could bring me up to speed if you want by calling 66 13 68. Text 166 WhatsApp 166 Email studio at manxradio.com. It's you and me through till one today. And ba- Barry Redfern's with us today. The best in the business. Barry on the phones. Call 66 13 68. So, uh, what's on your mind? First of all, hello, Betty. Oh, hi. And welcome back. Oh, we've thank you. It. It's we've great to be here. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Anyway, I just want, I've just got one point to say. This business with um, Ramsey, the land grab thing. Yeah. I, th- I think it's all about the money. Ramsey Council want to uh, get the money from what people pay for their houses. You know, the tax that the councils get from houses for what they do for us. Well, they're they're saying that it'll be good. I mean, it'll be good. Well, as you say, it may be good for Ramsey because they'll get more money out of it. So why do you think uh, it shouldn't happen? I I think that's the main reason they want it, actually, for the money. Um, I'm not quite sure. I I think the people who are resident in different places um, really want to remain with the um, councils that they have. And they're quite happy with them. And uh, honestly, I I do just think it's about the money. I I know I'm quite cynical, but (laughs) I can't help it. I just am. Well, I suppose most things are about money these days, but uh, well, we'll see what happens. So, in yeah. your in your opinion, it shouldn't happen. No, I don't think it should. No. Okay. All right. We appreciate that. Thanks for calling today. Thank you, Andy. All right. Um, take care. Bye. Good to hear from you. The past uh, three days, a public inquiry has been investigating whether Ramsey commissioners should be allowed to expand boundaries into Lazare and Garth. The two latter authorities, Lazare and Garth, previously called this territorial. Ramsey believes the town is at capacity. It's got nowhere else to go. So, uh, what do you think about this? Should Ramsey commissioners be allowed to expand the boundary into Lazare and Garth? We'll be able to find out more from a Ramsey commissioner next week uh, because Rob Cowell is on Manx Radio. One of the Ramsey commissioners will be on. We'll find out what uh, the view from the commissioners is. The inquiry's been hearing from experts, planners, residents themselves. People in Glen Alden apparently were fairly scathing of the proposal. It's so obvious that Glen Alden is not part of Ramsey. It's a totally different character. It's got a totally different history. And what we're hearing is that it's... Cont- and it's got the same community of interest 
And when you stand on the ground in Glenaldin, it's so obviously wrong. Absolutely everybody I know in Glenaldin does not want to be part of Ramsey. Everybody, I think, is united in that. And I mean, at the moment, we get good services from Lazare. We're part of that community. For example, even looking at Facebook, the bins in Ramsey, where people are seeing them scattered all over, we have very good services for our people. There's no need to change it. There's nothing wrong. We don't want the character of the place changing to become more like a town. So, are you around Glen Alden? Do you think you should stay where you are? Should Glen Alden become more like Ramsey? Well, Garth and Ramsey MHKs didn't make any representations. Uh, nothing from uh, Daphne Kane or from um, uh, Andrew uh, Smith and uh, nothing from the Ramsey MHKs, uh, Dr. Allenson and Mr. Hooper. Only one MHK said anything. He was a, a uh, an Aaron Michael MHK Tim Johnston. You know, I spent a lot of time talking to people in, in Lazare. They've had very, very clear views from this. That they're, they're not wanting uh, to see this boundary extension. They don't identify themselves as, as part of Ramsey. Have you found anybody in favour of it? I haven't. I have to say, um, I've spoken to many people. As I say, I spent a lot of time on the doorstep and I have not seen support for this. And that's why I think it's really important for my position to make sure that I'm representing the views of my constituents and felt very compelled to make sure I was involved in this in this process. Well, I mentioned that uh, Rob Cowell, the Ramsey Commissioner, is going to be on next Wednesday, a week ago is yesterday, Wednesday 31st. Can you believe it's going to be the last day of January? Rob Cowell's on next Wednesday. We'll find out more from Ramsey Commissioners and what Mr Cowell thinks of all this. Uh, by the way, next Monday, Douglas East MHKs, because we're halfway through this uh, Canon administration, we're going around all the constituencies and talking to the relevant MHK. So next Monday, 29th, Claire Barber and Jody Farragher MHKs representing Douglas East. Uh, the Douglas North MHKs, David Ashford and John Wallenberg, will be on throughout February. Then Alfred Cannon and Tim Johnson, Aaron Michael MHKs, Dr. Allenson and Laurie Hooper, the Ramsey MHKs, will be on in March as well. But just getting around all the constituencies as we're halfway through this. So let's go back to this. Um, well, is it a grab? Is it territorial? Is it good for Ramsey? Is Ramsey at capacity? And is this the way to deal with it? Well, one of the commissioners for Mackled um, and Garth, Melinda Farger, uh, says uh, does, she really doesn't understand Ramsey's desire for the areas within the proposed boundary change. This is Marinda Farger. It's a huge area of countryside and hillside, national glens that Ramsey want to take within their boundary. We were anxious to find out exactly why. I'm not sure that we've had that. What benefit would they be to the town? I don't know, and I haven't heard that today. That's Marinda Farger. They're all talking, by the way, to our local democracy reporter, Emma Draper, over this this uh, three-day public inquiry. Have you... Have you been, by the way? Have you uh, uh, taken an interest in this? Ramsey Commissioner's response is that there is no room left in the town to develop housing or facilities. No room. So the only option is to expand. Town clerk Tim Cowan says it's not going to be 
it's not not going to be a land grab. Hopefully it's going to be a very positive uh, result for Ramsey, but really important that all the information has come out and it can be considered by the chairman. We wouldn't have put this forward if we didn't believe that there was um, a good reason to put it forward. Boundary extension is important to Ramsey. It's important to the development of the north of the island. And we think that, uh, yes, that uh, we should uh, stand a very good chance with the information provided here. There he is, Tim Cowan. So you've heard from a resident of Glen Alden, from Tim Johnson, MHK, Marinda Farga, from uh, the Ramsey Commissioner's Town Clerk. I just wonder what your thoughts are. If you live in Ramsey, is there any space in Ramsey left? Ramsey Commissioners can't even... This is Fran. Fran, 762 Fran. Can't even look after what they've already got. I think uh, Ramsey is as a disgusting, litter-strewn, unkempt mess, along with derelict abandoned sites. So... It should just be sorted by the Ramsey commissioners. Do you live in Ramsey? Well, one of the problems with Ramsey, I mean, if you walk around, fine town though it is, there are lots of undeveloped sites, fairly derelict sites within Ramsey. So are those getting sorted out? The whole thing is hilarious, says uh, Tony B. This is absolutely hilarious. It's obviously the case that the... um, (laughs) that that, uh, people in Glen Alden uh, will lose 20% on their property value because it'll be included in Ramsey. Is that true? This is hilarious. Tony B, thanks for that, Tony B. So, really, what's going to happen? Oh, just a note also about uh, this new nursing home is now going to be run privately. Now, what is going to happen with this? A substantial amount of funding is going to be needed to staff this new care home. Well, it's taken a while to get it done. Summerhill View on Victoria Road used to be Glenside. Do you remember? Well, they, Manx Care need a substantial amount of additional funding to staff and run the new residential home, this new Summerhill View due to be handed over to the government in the spring. This 60-bed facility built on the former Glenside will house some residents who are currently at Rietna Bay, Albert Terrace. The health body is now looking at bringing in a private provider to operate it. A new private provider for this. So I just wonder what your thoughts are. With Didn't they know this before? Now, admittedly, COVID has got in the middle of it all, and it looks to be a fine new building, some will view. Although, if anybody lives at Riyadh Bay and is used to that area, it's a bit of a way away from where they used to live. So, any thoughts on this? Well, the boss of Manx Care, of course, is Teresa Cope on this subject. Obviously, this build has taken a number of years. And over that period of time, things have changed. So there has been the introduction of the Regulation of Care Act. And the budget constraints have happened. And Manx Care has has separated from the Department of Health and Social Care and established itself as a new organisation. So there has been a lot of changes since that building was first designed um, and the, the build commenced. So what has happened is, over that time, Manx Care recognised is that in order for it to fully run um, Summerhill View, we would need quite a substantial amount of additional revenue funding to be able to do that um, and in order to be able to appoint additional staff. So what are your thoughts on this? That's where they stand at the moment. They need more money to run the new Summerhill View. 
And of course, if they don't get any more money, the thing is just going to sit there and it's going to sit there empty until something can be done about it. So when did all this happen? Did anybody know that this was going to be happening? And, and really, why was it not brought up before? Here's a question from the answer phone. Good afternoon, Andy. I'm just wondering, have any of our post offices been affected by the post office scandal in the UK? I just wondered if the Isle of Man also had horizon. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good to hear from you. Well, I can tell you categorically, Manx sub-postmasters, some postmistresses as well, uh, not at all. Horizon wasn't even on the Isle of Man. Uh, the UK Post Office actually put an advert in newspapers on the Isle of Man urging current or former postmasters to get in touch if they think they'd experienced a shortfall. Uh, but it doesn't ap- apply. They put an advert in the papers not knowing that um, we didn't use it. We used another system over here, and the system was called Phoenix. So we didn't use Horizon, so um didn't really apply. And they were so behind the curve, they put an advert in asking if people had used it. Mm. Uh, what do you think, then? Regarding the boundary, Ramsey Boundary Extension proposal, um, uh, thanks to the... Uh, oh, Martin, thanks to Martin at Garth District Commissioners, who uh, they actually issued a press release. It sums up the views of of Garth commissioners at the close of the inquiry as well. And the Ramsey Boundary Review um, from Garth commissioners, um, well, what they're really saying is that... um, that the three days of the public inquiries reinforced the opinion of Garth commissioners that Ramsey commissioners haven't actually made any adequate case to justify their proposals to extend the boundary into parts of Mackled and Lazare. The area of Mackled targeted is predominantly hill and forest land, and by Ramsey's own admission, say Garth commissioners, is completely unsuitable for the built development of any kind in the future. Throughout the process, Ramsey... This is Garth Commissioners saying this. Ramsey's been unable to put forward any plan or scheme for use of the land, whether for development, additional amenity, further recreational opportunities. And in this vacuum, Garth Commissioners can only oppose the proposals for this. A note in from Carol, who said, well, if Manx Care can't staff... This, this new nursing home, why would a private company be able to staff it? The carers have got to be out there. If only they advertise, they may get enough staff. So it's a very good point. If the carers aren't there, they're just not there. But if they are there, who are they working for? And is it going to cost more money? Well, there is a situation, of course, I think um, the old Salisbury... Street uh, bus station that um, I think that's run by uh, a private company now, though that was built by the Manx government. But this is the situation now regarding Summerhill. Summerhill view is that it's going to be staffed by, looks like it's going to be staffed by another company. Regarding Summerhill view, if, if it's a private operator, what will the occupancy cost be compared to the government and Manx care costs? And why is it, uh, why are Sarah Maltby and Joni Farragher so quiet on TUPE legislation to protect the government employed staff uh, being privatised, says Andy. Well, that's uh, one of 
of the questions we can put to Joni Farragher. Uh, Joni Farragher, of course, is the leader of the Manx Labour Party. Sarah Maltby is deputy leader. So we'll um, talk about that. But that print, the precedent has been set, really, as I say, with Salisbury Street. That is staffed by a private company or operated by a private company, although it was built by the Manx government. So, as Carol said, if the staff aren't there, they're not there. So are they going to find them? How, how, if you're in the care industry, it may be interesting to know whether there are staff out there or is this, you know, the famous 15,000 people that are coming in and that will form part of it. Uh, Bob says, Andy, there are lots of brownfield sites in Ramsey. Build on them rather than steal land from the neighbours. Bob's word, steal take land from the neighbours and it is going through a process but it will be interesting to see and of course if it happens it'll be too late to moan about it afterwards Uh, people like myself are using gas bottles we're still paying top price approximately 74 pounds for replacement gas a 17 kilogram gas bottle and gas prices have dropped but not to gas bottles and they're about to go down the gas prices. I inquired that um, apparently Manx gas aren't dropping the price. Does anybody know the situation with uh, bottled gas? As it come, is it seventy-four pounds for replacement gas bottles? It should be likely to come down because apparently the, the wholesale price of gas has gone down. It will take a while to filter through, but it will be nice to know if you're using bottled gas. Um, what do we do? And is it going to go down? And will it go down? Here's a note in from 785 who said, uh, regarding Manx Care, the new nursing home paid for with our money, but it's going to be run privately at an exorbitant cost. Well, we don't know it's exorbitant. We don't know how much it's going to be, but if it's going to be run by a private company, then there will be an element of profit in there, as you'd expect. So what is the truth? And does anybody know what the truth is about Isle of Man meats? Is there still a problem with the packaging machine? Hmm. Still a problem with the... What's the situation? So, if you've got an opinion regarding the expansion of Ramsey in the future, or perhaps uh, this new nursing home... Uh, Salisbury Street, by the way, was was it privately built and able to be staffed, sold to the government for £8.1 million and staffed by closing Eastfield, says that correspondence on uh, 887. Again, Ramsey says B, uh, WhatsApp on 861. Ramsey has plenty of space, lots and lots of deserted sites, lots of work to be done, let alone make it bigger. Because at the moment, I think Ramsey looks shabby, says B. Shabby? Well, I'm paying more than ever for, uh, the, for gas bottles, and I'm about to change over to a, an oil boiler, says our correspondent. <laughs> oh, and uh, Betty's back now. Hi, Betty, have you got a gas bottle? Oh, yes, that's why I'm ringing. It has gone down. My last uh, two gas bottles were 180, uh, four or five, something like that. And this present one that I've still got to pay for, that reminds me, um, was only 143 for the same two bottles, so it, it must have gone down. 
How often do you get? How often do you get through the gas bottles? Uh, well, it depends how cold it is, really. Uh, at the moment, I'm getting through them quite quickly. And who do you buy them from? Thanks, Gas. Okay. I'm I'm not in favour of Manx Gas generally. Uh, I think, uh, you know, they do charge too much. But, um, you know, I do do have to tell you the truth that it has gone down. Okay. All right. Well, now we know. Thanks, uh, Betty. Okay, thank you. Good to hear from you. Stay warm. Uh, Manx gas, uh, sorry, mains gas and bottle gas are different types of gas, so there are different costs. Thank you. Butane, isn't it? Bottled gas. Uh, some more views regarding the expansion of Ramsey or Ramsey's attempted expansion of Ramsey. Uh, a note, and this is the uh, GAF commissioners who, uh, as you'd probably gather, aren't for it, uh, very much against it. Uh, the inquiry process, says GAF commissioners, has demonstrated that Ramsey's failed to justify their proposal against the six criteria by which their application is going to be judged. When measured against these and other criteria, Ramsey's proposal, say GAF commissioners, demonstrates a lack of evidence, a lack of any evidence strategy, a lack of understanding of the needs of the communities within and without the current town boundary. GAF commissioners say the proposals are also undermined by the presence of important flaws in the mapping process. The emission of two properties in the Glen Alden community will seal in operational anomalies into the future with refuse collection having been duplicated by Ramsey and Lazare. In one case, directly adjacent properties will pay vastly different rates, which is ironic as the new boundary review process was seeking to avoid the situation that was created in Russian where an estate was divided by between a town and a rural authority. Remember that. It is the view, this is Garth Commissioner's view, that in these circumstances, the sensible option, say Garth Commissioners, would have been to withdraw the floor proposal and resubmit, as suggested by the Chair of the Inquiry. It's the view of Garth Commissioners that on this ground alone, the proposals shouldn't be signed off and approved uh, as it'll create a flawed outcome, which the new process was designed to avoid. Ramsey's principal justification, say Garth commissioners, for the expansion appears to be that public perception is that Albert Tower and the golf club are in Ramsey. This aspect has little relevance, say Garth commissioners, to any future use of the land and particularly to the six criteria being considered. Well, it's on at the moment and it will be decided fairly soon. Howard's on now. Hi, Howard. Hello, Andy. Welcome back. Thanking you. Well, it's uh, it's my enforced absence is due to the steam packet not being able to <laughs> sail. <laughs> yes, our mystery ship. Um, no, just going where you're on about the Summerhill view. Yeah. Uh, that's been, well, I remember the Glenside going up and coming down. And this, um, I didn't know what it was until recent, uh, the Glen, uh, Summerhill view. That is like a private estate. I don't know if you ever notice when you're driving through there. Yeah, yeah. Those houses or buildings as it is, they all seem to have chimneys. It appears to have a chimney on them. Now, I can't see elderly people being allowed to have open fires, coal fires, log burners, anything like this, and all the, the green people will be up in arms. So why was it necessary? I know it's only a little thing, but that's what you can notice from the road. 
what other extreme measures or design factors have been built into these units and making them more costly than what they should have been. Plus, um, the government or the Manx Care are saying they can't get staff, yet the government and all part of the same world allowed a perfectly good, exceptionally good Victorian building down where the um, the top of uh, Muddy's Road to be demolished. Oh, yes. A, yeah, yeah. a beautiful building. And what's going to be built there? A care home. Yeah, that's right. That's the old Home Affairs building, wasn't it? That was the one, yeah. And um, uh, what do they call themselves? The... Oh, Lord, I can't remember. I know the building. I've seen it dozens of times. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But if they can't get staff for Summerhill Views, where are they going to get the staff to go into this care home? I can't, you see, I can't figure that out. I mean, does the private sector have a, a secret reservoir of staff that the public sector doesn't know about? Ah, uh, but the other one is that the government, in their wisdom, are doing away with the work permit system. So this will allow um, a stream of partly trained staff to come in to the private sector. And if the one up at the Governor's Bridge is going to be private sector, there's going to be a myriad of people coming in to work in these places here because it's 24-7 for the um, care homes. So you're going to have an awful lot of people. Now, what was, was this in the mind of the government... Uh, and they're working between themselves, little meetings. Oh, uh, we're not going to get staff to do all this care work, right? Or drop the, uh, the what do you call it, the uh, um, work permit system yeah. temporarily. And then they get it loaded up with staff. There's a lot of the, I know it's conspiracy, but it, you know, you're working on this assumptions. But those assumptions, nine times out of ten, knowing this government that we have here, come true. They, they come back to bite them in the bum. Well, it's for certain that uh, this isn't going to be the last care home that's going to be built on the Isle of Man. They reckon we're going to new, need a new one every year because of the, um, the, the population time bomb that's coming down with all the baby boomers getting older and older and older. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to need care homes every year, and they are going to need to be staffed. I don't know what prices they were charged, but my auntie and uncle, and I actually rang up about this to the care home and to the my MHK as it was. The one at Elder Grange, they only have maybe two, three at the best rooms. Now, my auntie and uncle were married for 62 years and together for 62 years. But because they became infirm, they had to go into, and the service up there was good. There's no, no two ways about it. Um, I'm not uh, deriding the care home itself. But the fact that they were then in two separate rooms, segregated after 62 years of marriage, and they said that we don't have enough or any of the double rooms. So at that time, and it's a number of years ago now since they, they both passed away, they were paying £700 a week each for the room. I don't know what it is today, considerably more, I should imagine. Yeah. But that was £1,400 a week. They had to pay it themselves because um, they, they weren't on benefits or anything like that. They were, I wouldn't say they were wealthy, but they were careful. And they were paying £1,400 a week for their care. And that was... 
I'd say 10 years ago. Yeah. And what it will be in the future for these uh, things. And my wife and I, if God forbid, if we have to go into one of those places, I wouldn't want to be separate from my wife. And why should you be? Well, I couldn't have a decent argument with anybody else. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I mean, the, uh, the, this is the, the simple fact of life. People are living longer, and they're living together and staying together. And there's no facilities. They're all single rooms, or largely single rooms. But that's going away from the, the main thing, is where are they planning to get all the staff for these nursing homes? And is that one of the ploys of getting rid of the work permit system? That's interesting, because... There isn't a secret reservoir of care home workers. There are only a certain number. And the other fact is, it's a fact of life, that a lot of people simply don't want to work in care homes. You have to be a special type of person. You've got to want to do it. You've got to like the people. And yep. you've got to enjoy doing that work. And, and, and you know, let's, let's say what needs to be said. It is not the highest paid job on the Isle of Man. Nothing in the medical world is... Uh, not for what they have to do and how they do it. And as you say, it's the life of that is a vocation. Uh, we've got one of our girls, they're living in Stoke-on-Trent, and she does this. She's done it for 25 years, and she goes around the houses, and she sees terrible situations where families are ignoring the parents who brought them into the world and raised them. But And that's the problem today is the... The younger generation is all me, 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 and the parents are left to fend for themselves no matter how old they are. And she sees some terrible situations, but she loves the job and she loves the people she goes to, and the same thing has got to apply to people that are working in care homes. They have got to love the people they attend to, and they've got to love the job. Okay. All right. I appreciate that, Howard. Take care. Bye now. All right, 25 to 1. We are going to need more care homes. And if Manx Care can't staff the one that's just been built, where are all the care home workers, the carers, going to come from? I would suggest it could be one of the reasons that the work permit system is being relaxed. Have you heard the news? We are number one. We are family run. Mike's Motors. Mike's Motors. The huge Mike's Motors winter sale is now on. With prices that will warm your heart, a handsome £200 worth of Marks and Spencer's vouchers and a full tank of fuel with every vehicle sold. Buy now with nothing to pay for three months and up to £500 cashback available on all our finance deals. So come on down to Castletown and grab your deal today. T's and C's apply. Mike's Motors is an approved Conister Bank partner. The Ramsey Garden Centre seasonal sale is now on. Featuring a huge range of seasonal items at up to 50% off. Don't delay. Grab a bargain today. There's never been a better time to visit Ramsey Garden Centre. Open seven days a week on Albert Road, Ramsey. Do you know, Dave, the Q-Plus counter always has just what I need. Whatever plumbing job I'm working on, whether a state-of-the-art bathroom or the latest heating system, Q-Plus always help. With extensive supplies, friendly, knowledgeable service and great prices, it really is the one-stop shop for trade and DIY customers alike. And if they don't have what you want in stock, they'll find it for you. See for yourself. Just take a look at Q Plus on Facebook. 
I wish I had a better savings account. Did you hear about Skipton International's great rates for their savings? No. Tell me more. Skipton are currently offering a 5% AER fixed rate account maturing 14th of March 2025. Wow, that's a really good deal. It's no wonder Guernsey's bank Skipton International offers some of the best rates around. For details of all Skipton savings products, call 01481 730 730 or visit skiptoninternational.com. It's time to switch to Skipton. No withdrawals allowed until maturity. Interest is paid annually and upon maturity. Skipton International is licensed to take deposits by the GFSC and is a participant in the Guernsey Banking Deposit Compensation Scheme. See dcs.gg. The Bank's Gaelic. The Mother Tongue of Alan Vanin. The Isle of Man. You can catch up with more of Manx Radio's Manx language programmes in the weekly podcast Abershen Rish. Say that again. Abershen Rish. Shen that's the one. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. 22 minutes now before one. Yes, uh, this expansion of Ramsey. Oh, talking of Ramsey, by the way, you've got till the 31st of this month to put yourself forward if you want to be a commissioner. There's a by-election being held in Ramsey for a new commissioner. Uh, the vacancies are risen due to the sad death of Leonard Singer. If you want to put yourself forward, you've got... Uh, uh, 31st of January until 1pm on the 7th, till 7th of February to submit your nomination papers. Okay? From the 31st of January till the 7th of February to put your nomination papers. You can find them at the uh, Commissioner's website. They're going to be sent to Tim Cowan, the clerk at the Town Hall. If two or more people come forward, there will be an election. Otherwise, the only one gets in. So that's uh, 31st of January. Uh, next Wednesday until the 7th of February. Talking of Ramsey Commissioners, hey, Wilf, how are you doing? Um, well, um, I'm old, put it that way. And it's it's no fun getting older. <laughs> um, now then, I'm glad to hear you back anyway. Thank you. Uh, the thing is now, um, I've always been controversial. I've always spoke my mind. And I'll continue to speak my mind. That's why I keep getting elected into the commissioners. Now, and I've been there over 20 years. <clears throat> and this year, boundary extension, <clears throat> I've been, from the word go, I've been dead against it. Because uh, we cannot handle what we've got. Um, it, it will mean, you get a boundary extension, it means more, more people employed, more vans bought, more lorries bought, uh, possibly another uh, bin lorry, etc., to do the rounds. We can't handle it. We can't handle what we've got, plus the fact the commissioners own big pieces of ground in Ramsey already. Now, there is a, there is a, there is a, a list of people wanting council houses but I haven't seen a list of people wanting to buy houses. I haven't seen this. I don't know who all these, where all these people are going to come from. Now it's not that long ago that there was that there was um, a, a, a plan put out by Dan Dara to to build on a, I don't know how many I've forgotten now, 160 odd houses or something, just on the Sky Hill, and the commissioner threw that out. And here we are, wanting a boundary extension. 
So, you know, it gets you to thinking, what's going on here? But I'm, I'm totally against it. Now, how that will do me with the people of Ramsey, I don't know. I don't care. But I've been voted in all these years, so hopefully, if I live long enough, I'll be voted in again. But I am dead against boundary extensions. So, okay, so I mean, on the other side, why do you think there are commissioners there? Why is it the will of the commissioners that this boundary extension go ahead? What do they want out of it? <laughs> I, I really don't know. Uh, I've always said to myself that I'm a sensible sort of a person, a very practical person, and I can't see, I can't see any advantage whatsoever, apart from they think they're maybe going to get a lot more rate money in, and then I'd only use that to, to, to buy stupid things or to make more stupid schemes. I think they should build on the land we've already got. And what and about uh, yeah, and what about derelict sites within Ramsey? What about those things that are falling down just off Parliament Street? Oh well, that we're, we're, we're all trying together to do about something about that. But it's the people that actually own those places. We don't own them. Right. They're privately owned, um, and they sort of. Well, they don't talk me into anything, but they talk the rest of them into, right, if we, we'll knock that down and we, we're starting straight away to put it back up again. Doesn't happen, happened. And you see, the, 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 the one biggest site um, is actually more or less next door to me on the quay, uh, was Mr. Hemmings. But poor Mr. Hemmings, he's gone. So it's up now to his wife or daughter, whoever it is who has been left to, whatever plans they're going to put in it. But there's a site that's been empty for years, and they were going to build a lot of flats and things on there, but it hasn't happened. So we don't, we can't do anything about that because it's not ours. But we do own, we do own the Moorick Yard, which is up the top of the harbour. Now that's a big site. I've always said that a huge block of flats could go on there for council flats. We also own a big piece of ground uh, over by where Ramsey where Bakery was, across from the road, because uh, we got the, we got our own site there. But it's a big, it's been empty for years, and it was me that was persuaded them in the first place years ago, not this present. Um, uh, co uh, uh, commissioners are in now, but the ones previous to actually buy that site because it was the right price, meaning to put council houses on it. But there's nothing gone on it. It's un it's just empty, and that should be built on. I, and I think uh, the people of Ramsey, uh, you know, wealth and and the people in Ramsey range from you know working class people who struggle to get by to there are some very well healed people who live in Ramsey. Do you, do you think that the residents of Ramsey recognise Ramsey as an ambitious town? Has, has Ramsey got ambition? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think it's got any ambition at all. Um, I think you're going backwards and you want to add more land to it. I really do. I, I, I despair at some of the things that's going on. I mean, uh, it's a hard thing to say, but I've gone through four or five different lots of commissioners 
And all the time that I've been in the commission, I've been surrounded by stupidity. And this, this, it hasn't altered. You see, I just wonder, I just wonder, Wilf, you know, I think it's, is it 60 years ago this year, or was it 60 years ago last year, was the South Ramsey clearance? And that seems to have cast a shadow over the town for a long time. In when South Ramsey was cleared and Lazare Road, when the Ponderosa was built and everything, that seems to have cast a shadow that I don't think has ever fully gone. No, well, that that was supposed to be. That, I, I put that down. I call it ethnic cleansing. They got rid of the Manxies. All these estates, you see, the Ponderosa, as we call it, and uh, Lazare Estates uh, for the council houses and uh, Ballabrui. You've, you've got one in Balath. You've got one in Sulby. You've got one in Ramsey. You've got them in Andrus. All those estates were actually built to take the Manx people out of Ramsey. Uh, get rid of them. And we're going to have this wonderful... Uh, well, I don't know what you would call it. Uh, wonderful uh, holiday resort mm. uh, on 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 that. I mean, I was one of the ones who was thrown out of Ramsey. My whole family and house our houses com- compulsory bought and all that sort of thing. So uh, it hurts me even to think about it. And we had to get somewhere new, further on into the town. Um, but. It's, when you look at South Ramsey, what they've built, a hotel here, a house there, a row of houses here, a row of garages, there's not, it's not a quarter the size, or actually quarter the amount of people there now that what used to be there. Mm. And we didn't have any of these estates out in, out in the country. They were actually built to take the people from South Ramsey, get them, get them out of the way. So, well, know, and also, I mean, I, I wasn't there at the time, but I've talked to lots of people who were there, and that was one of the, I mean, that was partly what started the nationalist movement. It's like McVannan and people like that came out of it because, you know, as you say, that it, it took Manx people out of South Ramsey and scattered them here, there, and everywhere. That's right. Get them, get rid of them, get them out of the way. Um, so I see. Course, I just we're now, we're now outnumbered, aren't we? Now, yeah. Well, I, and and I just wonder, as I say, it's not for me to say, but in the back of my mind, of South Ramsey often comes up, and it was sixty years ago. So when I say has Ramsey got ambition, I'm just wondering where Ramsey is going to go in the future, and what what view the commissioners have for the future. <laughs> well, I hope it doesn't expand. Put it that way. Um, I'm dead against it. <laughs> Uh, my commissioners, uh, my fellow commissioners, will hate me even more now. But I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't bother me one bit. <laughs> right. See, I'm sure <laughs> deep down they love you to pieces, Wilf. Uh, the people of Ramsey do, <laughs> or they used to. Whether they will now, after me saying that I don't want to do a boundary exchange, I don't know. All right. All right. It's good That's to hear good. from you, Wilf. Thanks for being with us. All right. All right, so 12 minutes before 1, Salisbury Street. I should go back to the Salisbury Street. Um, the old bus station became the care home, was privately built, unable to be staffed, and the government sold to the government for £8.1 million. Government-owned, privately run, staffed initially by closing Eastfield, says this correspondent. 
uh, and also uh, people who work in a care home or a nurse don't require a work permit, says Matt. Uh, Ramsey Boundary, um, they've already have 27 and a quarter acres at the Volan that's been designated for development, but no applications for development have been progressed in the White Way report, says Rob. Uh, should have said the Volan is the Ramsey Boundary. The land is not prone to flooding. So why hasn't Ramsey sought somebody to develop this huge area at the Volan? And the reason the work permits are dropped is because there simply aren't enough tradespeople to build the homes. I'm 31 years of age. Um, I wanted to add, this generation is not all me, me, me. If I had my own home, I'd have my nana live with me. In a snap, a lot of my generation are struggling to look after themselves during this time's financial crisis and housing crisis. And uh, just uh, a message in from Ian, who just said, you said that the Isle of Man needs one care home per year. Uh, and is it true there's going to be a very high-class one built? I've heard tell of a seven-star, seven-star care home that's to be built. Comfort and joy, that's what we're all about. The winter sale is now on at Lifestyle Furniture. Love warm, love cosy and love your home with special offers throughout our two stores. Save on everything from sumptuous sofas and beautiful beds to living and dining furniture, decor and more. The winter sale at Lifestyle Furniture. Now on in our main showroom at Snugborough Trading Estate, Union Mills and Lifestyle Furniture at the Mill, Tinwald Mills. In our quest to remove all single-use plastic from our milk packaging... Isle of Man Creamery cartons, including the new 1.75 litre carton, are now 100% recyclable, made from sustainable and renewable sources. We're the first in the British Isles to offer these new large cartons, and you can pick them up now in local retailers or add them to your Isle of Man Creamery doorstep delivery. Plant-based cartons from Isle of Man Creamery. Better for the environment, better for you. It's good to talk. It's how we get things done. So when you apply for a personal loan from Black Horse, you'll get support from one of our relationship managers who's there to talk you through your application. You could borrow up to £50,000 with up to seven years to pay it back and you could receive your money within 24 hours of approval. Ready to talk? Go to blackhorseoffshore.co.uk to request a callback today. Finance subject to status, applicants must be 18 or over. Achieve your business goals with Nicola Bowker & Co. Embracing the latest accounting technology, Nicola Bowker will help you to keep your accounts totally up to date with all the information you need at the tip of your fingers. Don't be kept in the dark. Come into the light with Nicola Bowker. If you bought your loom pants and cheesecloth shirts from Paraphernalia, if your vinyl records came from Mark Kelly's or the Music Box, if your weekends were danced away at the MGM, the Port Disco or the Hawaiian Bar, then join me to relive those halcyon days with three hours of music from the decade that had it all. Sensational 70s on Manx Radio from 1 till 4 on Sunday afternoons with me, Mike Buttle. It's on DAB, online, on smart devices, and absolutely live on air on Manx Radio. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Eight minutes before one, a note in from 645 just said, Andy, Bemeg school heating has been broken since Christmas. It's very cold. Is that true? School heating at Bemmer Hague is off. Elder Grange, a single room, is £1,200 per week uh, for care there. I've got a relative who lives £1,200 per week. 
Most of them are over a thousand, and I think the issue is going to be with the new Summer Hill view. If uh, the government is going to be putting um, people in from the public sector, then the government is going to have to pay a private company to staff it and run it, if it's going to be run by a private company. So how much are the government going to pay? Because in lots of the private care homes, £1,200 is a lot less than they charge, some £1,500 a week. So how much are we going to be paying from the public purse to staff uh, Summerhill View? Uh, Mags Care are closing Commel Moor and moving the residents to uh, the brew. Uh, the staff have been guaranteed jobs for three years. So uh, what's happening? Well, they're not closing Cumblemore at the moment, aren't they? It's it's on the horizon, but not yet. I was amazed to hear Manxcare's chief exec reference budgetary constraints since Manxcare separated from DHSC a couple of years ago. The same DHSC managed to run... Uh, uh, every for £230 million, but now with a bigger budget, £250 million, then £18 million for the waiting list initiative, plus the overspend of £30 million. Laurie Hooper's asking for £38 million more. So with budgetary constraints, Manxcare have spent over £100 million more than the DHSC. Who say they have any budgetary constraints? If this hundred million was, uh, spe- uh, sorry, uh, I'm sorry, your your message is completely disintegrating, Dick. It's going from pillar to post on me, but we get the gist of it. Government devolving responsibility to Manx Care uh, that are now starting to privatise social care. I'm not going to vote again for this, says Derek. Is that true? Is it going to happen? Well. Summerhill View may remain in the public sector. It may just be operated by a private company, a bit like the Salisbury Street one does. Because if the government... And where do we st- where do we stand on this? If the government either don't want to run it or Manxcare don't want to run it, can't afford to run it, where's the money going to come from? Well, it'll have to come from somewhere because somebody's going to have to pay for the staff and for the energy bills, and for the food, and the cleaners, and what have you, for the maintenance, it's all going to have to come from somewhere. Bemahig School. Oh, again, everybody's telling me, is it true Bemahig School heating has been broken since Christmas? So, now, what's going to happen to Ramsey in the future? Didn't Ramsey put their rates up when Garth put it up 10% this year? Garth wanted to put their rates up by 15%. How about Ramsey taking over all of Mackled and bringing our rate back down, says R, not pushing them up as much as Garth, even though uh, they could afford tens of thousands for a skate park in Laxey. No wonder they say they are short of money. Well, this particular... and. Perhaps the land grab, oh, sorry, the territorial acquisition doesn't even bother you. Hello, this is Doug Farragher. In conjunction with Manx Radio, I'd like to invite you to join us and learn something about our native Gaelic tongue, the language of man. Perhaps this acquisition doesn't affect you. But it's interesting just to see what will happen. Should Ramsey commissioners be allowed to expand the boundary into Lazare and to Garth? It's what that three-day public inquiry wants to establish. 
for listening to Wolf is Ramsey Railway Station owned by the Commissioners. Well, it's not there anymore, is it? It was Ramsey Bakery, and that's not there anymore. I wonder who owns that land. Was it the company that owned Ramsey Bakery? Is it the Duncan family, or is it owned? Uh, is it in public ownership? Uh, that's it. Back tomorrow with another open line. Remember Monday. Douglas East, MHK's Joni Farragher and Claire Barber. Thanks to Barry Redfern on the phones today. W-I-N-T.